I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. And when I was preparing for today's show, I am just praying that Holy Spirit will help me articulate. There's so many pieces to the revelation that he gave me to share with you today. And it's more than, you know, as you know by now, I don't want to just disseminate information to you. Um, I want you to, to, what I share to help take you into a, a deeper experience with Jesus. And so I'm going to begin by reading an extract from my current book, Reflecting God. And then from there, we'll just flow with Holy Spirit because I, I can feel his invitation to strengthen you, to just impart a fresh capacity to move in confidence and power and authority that overflows from that place where our hearts become so confident in his protection of our lives and his sovereignty as God, as creator God. And so as I begin to read and flow us through into encounter, I just invite you, if you can, for these next sort of 20 minutes or so, open your heart, really open your heart and just listen, listen to what Jesus is saying to you as I read. Because this is really like I often say, this is my whole heart. It's about you and Jesus. This is about you experiencing him at a completely different level. So... This is the chapter called All Things Restored. In 1 Corinthians 15, 45 to 49, Paul says, For it is written, The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became the life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual didn't come first. The natural precedes the spiritual. The first man was from the dust of the earth. It always gets me so much, this next verse. Just listen to this. The second man is the Lord Jehovah from the realm of heaven. Oh, ha, wow. <laughs> Jesus wants you to know him this way. Really know him this way in his sovereignty and who he is as the Lord Jehovah. The first one made from dust has a race of people just like him who are also made from dust. The one sent from heaven has a race of heavenly people who are just like him. Once we carried the likeness of the man of dust, but now let us carry the likeness of the man of heaven. Savor these precious words for a moment and just let your heart take in their impact. The truth of what happened at the cross is your core strength. So focus the eyes of your spirit onto Jesus, allowing fresh revelation light to enter your whole being. Feel the tender yet fiercely passionate love that compelled him. As Jesus looked into the future, he saw you, his own reflection he knew that one day you would look at him with eyes full of love. 
This was the hope that strengthened him. His desire for this moment with you right now. That's what I can feel in the Lord's heart. This moment is your moment for an encounter with him, to be strengthened with power, Holy Spirit, and reminded of the authority that you walk in because you're the one that you carry. With Golgotha's final conclusive blow, love became evident as the strongest force. The work of redemption for his beloved Adam and each member of this precious fallen race became irreversible and untouchable. Jesus, fully God and fully man, had overcome. As the eyes of your heart open to this profound truth, you also will overcome in every way. All that was stolen from Adam and Father at the fall was restored by Jesus at the cross. He has restored the joy and wonder of uninterrupted face-to-face friendship, the exhilarating partnership that Adam and Father shared of creator and beloved, stewarding, protecting, and developing creation together. Remember, this same Jesus, the King of glory, resides within you right now. He desires for you to experience his love and for all things to be restored in your life. As a precious member of this extraordinary new creation, you have complete authority, holy, over the realm of darkness. You too can once again steward, protect, and co-create, not only in your life, but this earth, to see everything come back into its pre fall state. Your life now is one of co-reigning. This is who you are. This is the supernatural overflow from within you. Your oneness with Jesus has made you fruitful. The enemy was disarmed at the cross. The realm of darkness and its tyrannical tirade was defeated. Holy I encourage you just to listen to that part again over and over and get those truths down in your spirit, man. A question that I could feel in my spirit Jesus is asking is, do you know him this way? Who do you, this is Jesus to you, who do you in all of your heart say that I am holy? Same question that he asked Peter. Who do you say that I am? Not just intermittently, but with all of your heart. Jesus is wanting every single facet of our inner life to come into deep, profound rest and security as the eyes of our understanding are flooded even right this moment with fresh revelation light. As I've read that scripture and read that extract of my book to you, there's a the presence of Holy Spirit is really strong. He's saying, who do you say that I am? Who do you see me to be? Who do you trust me as? I can feel him releasing fresh strength into you, awakening your stature, that awareness of who we actually are in terms of the, uh, being a carrier of the king of glory. 
Holy Spirit. I'm going to read that scripture. Actually, it's really strong in my spirit. Grab my Bible quickly. Matthew 16, obviously very famous verse. But just look at what Jesus says in response to Peter getting revelation of who Jesus is. Starting from verse 15, but you, who do you say that I am? Jesus asked. Simon Peter spoke up and said, you are the anointed one, <laughs> the son of the living God. These words are so familiar to us, aren't they? But what Jesus is doing in this moment in history is blasting us with fresh revelation so that we can rise and move in authority, unprecedented levels of authority, revealing the majesty of who Jesus is as king, as the one who holds all authority, who speaks forth a thing and sees it established. So Simon Peter says to Jesus, you are the anointed one, as I've just read, you are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are favoured, so just get this. So as your heart looks at Jesus, the scripture that I've just read to you, and you believe, you begin to feel as you listen to what I've just read from Corinthians, you begin to feel that fresh exhilaration, that fresh just rising up of faith inside of you, that fresh empowerment of, wow, I believe you, I, believe, I can see you, Jesus. That's the moment everything changes. You are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, and he's saying to us, you are favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah, for you didn't discover this on your own, but my father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. I give you the name Peter, a stone. This is the part, get this. And this truth of who I am, will be the bedrock foundation on which I build my church, my ecclesia, my legislative assembly, and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. So as you see Jesus for who he truly is, the power, you become part, right? This is the foundational strength for our life. This is the foundational bedrock, as the word of God says in here, on which Jesus builds his ecclesia, right? What is ecclesia? It's, his rest, it's us, it's the body of Christ. It's his resting place in the earth now. Each one of us, he's wanting us to stand on the rock of revelation of who he is. And then as our hearts are established in this truth, then we begin to move forward in a level of power and authority flowing from his, his spirit, flowing from the oneness that we have now within him, right? Christ in us, the hope of glory. We begin to move in power sufficient that even the power of death will not be able to overpower it. These are not my words. This is the scripture. And then the Lord goes on to say to Peter, and I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm to forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. I've had so many encounters over the last 
number of years, particularly this last year, that are all to do with this, the time that we're in, which is where we are coming forth, family, as an expression of the majesty of God, where who he is as king, right, now residing within us begins to get expression. One of, I have a couple of the incas I'll share too that come to mind. Just to, and as I'm sharing them, just accept them as, a, as an invitation, right? The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. And so as I share with you prophetic truths that I've experienced, it's an invitation for you to step into yourself and experience Jesus this way. And he wants you to know him as the Lord Jehovah, the king of the universe, the creator. He wants to eradicate fear from your heart, from your life. He wants you to rise up in this supernatural strength of who he is as the strength and power of your life and to begin to rule and reign, co-reigning with him to in the restoration of all things, the restoration of fulfillment of all things, Ephesians 4, right? Because he's ascended again now and he's released his life through us. And we're beginning to awaken. We're beginning to awaken, I believe, like never before to when maybe the early church had it, but we're beginning to have this revelation restored to us of who he is. And honestly, things like fear will be a thing of the past in our lives, in our experience, because our hearts will be so secure in him. But the two experiences I had, one was I was on a, I found myself, I was in worship, went through into a, a full-blown vision and um, I was really experiencing Jesus. It was an encounter. And I found myself on a battlefield and I was sitting in one throne and I saw in front of me Jesus sitting in the other throne and he was completely relaxed and um, just beaming at me, staring straight at me and just smiling. And I noticed all along the left-hand side of my vision on the other side of this field was a huge army made up of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of fierce looking demonic creatures. And Jesus was not even paying the slightest attention and he just continued to look at me and um, and I was very distracted. And so I said to Jesus, even though I was with him, you know, in his presence, I was like, have you not noticed this, this huge army across the other side of the field? And Jesus just looked at me and just smiled and just said, so. And then the knowledge that just came from his heart to mine was when you're in the presence of the king, the demonic can see you but they can't touch you. And phew, <laughs> as he spoke that spirit to spirit straight into my heart, it changed my life. It changed my perspective. And I, I got divine perspective regarding who we are and the position that we have as ones now can live face to face, heart to heart. We live in the presence of God because his presence, presence is inside of us, right? All the time. So we are, we are learning how to tune in, tune in. We are sensitizing increasingly to this reality. We are learning how to live centered in him from the strength of his presence more and more. But the, like, it, like you know, in the scriptures, that word, that's been translated into the English as presence in the original language of the scriptures is the word face. So it means face to face. When we're in the presence of God, we're actually face to face with him. 
So we live there all the time. We're just sensitizing to this reality more and more. And as we do, by the grace of Holy Spirit, we will increase in our power and our confidence, like I've said, of who we are in him, the strength that undergirds our life, the protection that surrounds our life. We will rest into the truth that Jesus is working all things together for the good of us who love him. Even if our love is tired and weak and we feel it might be compromised, it's authentic. It might be a flickering tiny flame, but it's still authentic. We love him. You wouldn't be watching this show if you didn't love him. There's a part of your heart that's reaching towards him. We, we love him. We open our hearts. We open our hearts to him and we receive. That's all we have to do. We just have to turn our heart to him, desiring him. That's part of loving him. And he will reveal himself to us. He will flood the eyes of our understanding increasingly with light. The Holy Spirit's work, right, is to bring us into all truth. He's taking us from one degree of glory to the next. Heaven is fully invested in bringing forth the radiant bride of Christ. That's us, right? It's, we are being beautified through every situation we face, whether we're going through wonderful times or difficult times. The Lord is working his purposes out, bringing forth all of human history is about bringing forth the bride for the culmination of the ages to reign with Jesus forever. And so this aspect of, of who he is now as king, he's introducing to our hearts this aspect of who he is and then releasing that through us. So the last encounter I wanted to just share with you, just to encourage you, and then I will just pray with you in finishing, was um, I was in the north of England and with some dear friends and I, I went up onto a... Uh, and a very high hill, almost a mountain, which I, is a very special place for me. And I often have experiences with Jesus there. It's just it's one of my happy places in the world. And I was just with some dear friends and suddenly was taken into a full-blown experience of Jesus, which is a little bit out of the box, but you're probably used to me sharing out-of-the-box experiences now. And in this experience, Jesus walked towards me and he brought with him Queen Elizabeth I of England. And she looked in this experience as she would have looked as a, a woman in her early 20s when perhaps she'd just taken the crown and she'd just uh, become the monarch of England. And she was dressed in a very bright, in, in a beige, very humble uh, ankle length garment, re representing humility is what I understood as I was looking at her. And then uh, over the top of that, she had this sort of very fine chain mail garment over the top, which immediately understood was representative of protection. And she was carrying a huge, heavy, solid oak wooden sword, which she was dragging along the ground and to bring it to me, to give it to me, representative of it being released to the bride corporately. And along the side of the sword, it said the words were engraved in it and they said, rise, and rise again until lambs become lions. And I, <laughs> and I came out of the experience, and of course, as every good prophet does, I Googled it and I couldn't find it in the scriptures and I didn't know where it was from. And apparently it's been made very famous by the last Robin Hood movie, but it, it was written a long time ago. And when I looked up the whole of the poem that it's an extract from, the last words are, it says, rise and rise again 
until lambs become lions and the reign of evil is no more. And Jesus used that to speak into my spirit about the time that we're in. That as we're being resensitized now and we're learning to live in the ascended life, so to speak, as we continue to turn the affection and the attention of our heart back onto the face of Jesus inside of us, that's rising, that's rising. As the, the famous mystic Theophilus the Recluse, I quoted him on another show, says his definition of prayer, which I think is fantastic, he says, we descend with the mind into the heart and there we come face to face with God. There the great encounters happen with him. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but that this is the life of we, we ascend by descending into the heart. We go low, we humble ourselves. We, we, we focus our attention back onto the truth that Jesus is inside of us, in our heart, and we access him there. So we descend with the mind into the heart and there we see him face to face. And so it's in that place that we begin to engage increasingly who he is as the King of Kings. And so in this encounter, rise and rise again, what I understood until lambs become lions, the reign of evil is finished, is no more. I understood that we are transitioning now from being, I mean, we'll always be the Lord's lambs, right? He's our shepherd, but we're transitioning from that life of being extremely vulnerable and dependent into being confident, walking, co-reigning with him, always him as our source. We are his nature now, but he, he is the source, right? We are his, he expresses his life through us. We're transitioning from being, living the life of lambs, so to speak, into becoming lions, into being able to express the majesty, knowing him as king, as the lion of the tribe of Judah and expressing him that way, operating as his ecclesia with full authority to be able to bind that which has been forbidden in heaven because we can see what's forbidden in heaven and we just bring heaven on earth and we loose that which has been decided to be released into the earth from heaven as we continue to see through our growing relationship with him until we come forth as a powerful, effective, governmental expression of the body of Christ in the earth, his ecclesia. We evict darkness and darkness and death and all the tyrannical tirade of darkness that we have known. It has no power over us. It, the expression that's coming forth now, we are the influence in the earth. We are the ones that set culture. We're the ones that evict darkness all through our relationship with him. It always, the fruitfulness always flows from intimacy from my union with him, knowing him, becoming increasingly confident, and then expressing who he is everywhere we go into every single life. So in finishing, I hope that has encouraged you and the Lord has used what I've said to empower you. And I pray that as you listen to this over and over a few times, going forward into your week, that you will experience Jesus this way like never before that when he says, asks you that question again, who do you say that I am? What does your heart really believe? It's really, really important to be real. And it's fine to be, Jesus wants us to be authentic. Who do you say I am? What does your heart truly believe? Who do you say that I am? And you, I pray that as he asks you this question over these coming few days, that your answer will be, 
you are the Lord Jehovah, the one who's come down from heaven, Holy Spirit, God with skin on, Emmanuel, the great creator, the king of the universe who holds all authority. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll know him like this beyond anything you even dreamt was possible. This is your destiny. We're in the most amazing time in human history. Switch the news off and just tune into heaven right now and you will be amazed. Once you get divine perspective, your life will shift. We, we, he wants us to move in the divine strength of having his perspective. So I bless you. I pray that will be your portion this week. Thank you so much for being with me and I look forward to being with you again next Monday. Have an amazing, amazing week. Bye.